welcome to this episode of Hustle and Pro. I'm your host, Kelly Walker. We have Sammy Gonzalez and Greg Brinkley in the studio with us today. Welcome, guys. Thank you for having us. This is going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, I'm excited. So I know you guys through our kind of nonprofit partnership that Lifestyle Frisco has with Vogel Alcove. And um, that's how I first got to know you. But then I, you know, we're, we're Instagram friends and I see some of the things you guys are doing there and notice the sports tie-ins. And so that's what we're going to do today. We're going to talk about, about that and where you guys sit on some things in sports lately. So I guess let's get started. Love it. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for having us on. It's uh yeah, how many episodes now? Three years now. So, yeah, I mean, this really will exciting. probably be in the 115, 120 range That's this amazing. episode. I don't even know. I don't I don't have it labeled yet. Well, but congratulations. yeah, I mean, it's not a baby anymore, I feel like. <laughs> okay. But like it's it's getting it's getting better and better. So, first of all, um I want to know kind of your own sports backgrounds because I, I don't know that yet. I know you like sports, but I don't know if you played sports as kids and what you did and what you were into or if you still play something now. So maybe, Sammy, give us a give us an update. Sure. So, you know, growing up in South Texas, um, kind of small town, I had the opportunity to do everything. So I played football, basketball, baseball, track, all the way up through high school. I was one of the few people that was actually able to do that. Big school, but, you know, a lot of opportunity. Um, so I always was just a huge fan of doing anything outside. Um, I was the kid that could not sit still inside. So being outside and kind of growing up in the country was great. Um, but just had a huge affinity for team sports, especially. Mm -hmm. I, I really enjoyed the camaraderie. I really enjoyed, you know, helping other people out as well. I excelled at, at you know, uh, I think it was football and track, actually. I, I threw discus and shot put. Um, but I loved baseball. I loved basketball. I mean, even to this day, like just picking up a basketball or walking by a, uh, a, a shoe store. Or, oh, yeah. You know, if I see a new pair of shoes, like, oh, I want to play basketball. Like, it, yeah. just, it just happens all the time. Well, do you? Uh, I have. Uh, gosh, it's been years since our uh, we had the Frisco Throwbacks was our uh, team name nice. that we played here. And, and we have some funny stories about playing some really good teams when we were not as good. Um, but we haven't played in a while. Most recently, about a year ago, picked up mountain biking. Okay. Which, um, you know, it, it can be a pretty solitary experience unless you have a crew. Mm -hmm. And uh, we're just fortunate. We have about seven different guys that we ride with pretty consistently, almost on a weekend, uh, weekly weekend basis. And uh, the sport of mountain biking has been really interesting. And there's a ton of great trails around yeah. here, Yeah, you got the, the biking bug when you know everybody realized let's let's do something else right now because yeah. we couldn't do all the things we were used to doing let's, all the organized sports or watching sports there was nothing to do for a while so we did that too we got more into biking just more like family recreation right. stuff um okay so you mentioned south texas what what were your teams so i grew up with all things houston uh -huh. like i actually i was I'm, afraid of that i figured yeah. you were gonna say that <laughs> well I, this is my my take on on sports and and rooting for sports so i grew up with houston astros uh -huh. houston oilers San Antonio Spurs. Uh -huh. Those were my teams. The Oilers abandoned me and then disappeared, right? So, um, and, you know, I was without a, oh, a team for a while. So, do you, did you adopt the Texans or are you now a Cowboys fan? No, I moved up to Dallas okay. and I, without a team. Okay. But so, when I moved to Dallas, I said, you know what? I'm going to plant my flag and I'm going to root for the home team. Got so, it. I did. Okay. And so, the Cowboys are my team. And I was always an Astros fan. They're, they will always be my number one. But I like to root for the home teams as well. So, I started rooting for... Uh, the Rangers. Now they 
put both teams in the same division. Yeah. So I root for the Rangers anytime they're not playing the Astros. Yeah, so this recent series was probably fun for you because the Astros figured out our ticket and could not we could not figure theirs out. So. And I'm going to the game on Sunday, so oh, uh, I'll be I'll be there rooting for the Astros. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. New, new, but it's okay. Okay, then moving on. <laughs> uh, Greg, what about you? So grew up in Georgetown, Texas, and played every sport that I could. Sports were definitely the number one aspect of my childhood. Mm -hmm. And I look back with so many fond memories. I learned so many life lessons from it. Baseball by far was my love when I was a, a young kid getting up into about the junior high age. Mm -hmm. And then I transitioned to basketball. And so I'm not a very tall guy. I'm five, 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 six. So a lot of people are surprised when they hear that I played basketball, but that was my passion. And so played that through high school. When I got into college, it was every intramural sport that I could get a, you know, I, I could play. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I think as I got older, I was very fortunate to meet this guy, Sammy Gonzalez, and we just hit it off. And we've played on softball teams together, mm -hmm. baseball teams together. Neither of us had played soccer. So we decided let's put together an outdoor soccer team and did that, had a blast. And uh, now we're into mountain biking, like you said. And yeah. it's, been, it's been a fun journey for me because I never realized that mountain biking is an extreme sport if you choose to pursue it with that type of <laughs> that intent. Level. yeah. And we get after it, and it's such an exhilarating experience. And you talk about, like, growth and development and always continue to challenge yourself. That's filled that void um, that I think we had when COVID hit and we couldn't play sports right. together. Mountain biking came in. It's just taken us to a new level. It's been so much fun. Isn't it interesting, though, as you evolve and your life changes, it still goes back to, like, wanting to compete even with yourself right Absolutely. If you're talking about mountain biking um the, the the competitive part of your own just your own like you know want to get better at things but it doesn't really matter the sport it's just either being with a group of like-minded people mm -hmm. and pushing yourself absolutely like yeah. you learn a brand new sport or i mean you i know you've ridden a bike before but you know what i mean you can take on a new challenge as you get older but it all boils back to the same reasons why yeah and it's know? such a confidence boost especially when you try something brand new. And I'll be honest, I was a little bit intimidated when we no, first started sure. riding bikes because you go to some of these trails and you're thinking, okay, I'm going to ride on some dirt mm -hmm. and go through the woods. And then you see these courses and you have that moment of like, can I do this? Right. And this actually looks really scary. And then as you start progressing and you start growing in your skills and you overcome those fears, that translates to like every other aspect of your life. Right. And you just have this like enhanced self-belief in yourself. Yeah, baby steps and Absolutely. small goals mm -hmm. and small challenges. Because you can't just walk up to those courses, or I don't, I'm, you're doing trails, but there's a course in my mind I'm thinking of up off 423 that you see these hills or these jumps and I'm like, there is no way, like there's zero chance I'm going to do this. Right. But then if you do take it in baby steps, like I'm, mm -hmm. I mean, I'm scared of stuff like that. So I'm talking like... I'll stand at the top and maybe walk down once or, oh, yeah. I don't know, figure it out to where I chip away at it. And But then when you do it, you're like, okay, I cannot believe I just figured that out and I'm not at the hospital with broken bones. <laughs> right. yeah. We have been very fortunate to, uh, you know, we've had our fair share of spills and wrecks and all that, um, you know, as you learn and grow. And that's something that Greg and I are huge into is like personal development and growth and, and, and learning. So one of the things that you know, as we were talking about this podcast, you know, we talked a little bit about like, what is it in our life, like from back in the day that really stood out in sports is always just that common thread. Right. And then looking at some of the different athletes that, you know, came to mind. So like one of my all time favorite athletes, um, someone who's inspired me even to this day, 
uh, was Cal Ripken Jr. Yes. Um, and I've always taken that to heart. What he did was being able to have that longevity, being able to consistency, yep. exactly that perseverance, right? And he even admitted in many of his uh, articles that he read because I, I used to clip them all out of magazines and stuff. But he said, you know, sometimes I got lucky. You know, like my kids were born on off days. It's like, so how lucky is that? That it mm -hmm. just happened. But that's a, a vein that that's carried through. Even like in youth sports, you know, like you see, you're seeing kids now, like you're having to struggle and, and find your way through so much adversity when you're young. And then that carries over. So that's what I did. It's like I carried over that mentality of you can work through it. You can get to it. You can, you can do the little things to get you over that hill. So standing at the top of the hill, which we do many times in mountain biking, and think, uh, I'm just going to walk this right yeah. now. And you walk down it, right? Yeah. And then you say, okay, well, let me let me see if I can slowly roll down it. And then you do it again. So next thing you know, four or five, you know, tries deep, you're rolling right through it. And then, you know, maybe you wreck, maybe you don't, but it's still fun. Yeah. So you mentioned, you know, the personal growth and development. So a project that you guys work on, um, I want you to tell me a little bit about it. But you're talking about living the pursuit of growth. You talk about challenges and growth and failure and accomplishments. And I know that you have a podcast also. And I've spied a theme in some of your episodes, which is sports, you know, having athletes or, mm -hmm. or organizers of sports or, or maybe former athletes also on there. So, you know, that's also what I'm curious about. Like, what is the synergy with the personal growth and the sports thread that you see so much? And, and you just touched on part of it. But also, like, you can't plan every step of your sports career, and you have to sometimes have luck involved um, or be resilient because of injuries. I mean, you talked about injuries, mountain biking, but every sport, if you don't expect an injury, you're, you're fooling yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I don't know. Greg, talk about that. Like, what do, what do you see with, um, with the pursuit of growth and why sports is a match with that? Well, I think it's a perfect match. And to, to give it a little of a background, The Pursuit of Growth is a project that Sammy and I put together. Um, we wrote a book called The Pursuit of Growth. We have a YouTube show called The Pursuit of Growth Show. Very creative. <laughs> um, we also have a weekly blog that we put out. Um, and so you can get that shameless plug at www.livetpg.com. And I'll link to it in the show notes too. Cool. Thank yeah. you. But The Pursuit of Growth ultimately is a lifestyle and it's a commitment to enhance your life through personal development by focusing on growth goals and habits in 11 key areas of life. You talk about sports, it's so much mindset. Mm -hmm. It's yeah. so much just what's going on between our ears. And that's the same thing with our lives. We live in a world where there's more anxiety, depression, fear, stress, and trauma that's going on in our country and our world um, than at any time in recorded history. Yeah. I mean, it is an epidemic. And the pursuit of growth basically is a lifestyle that just goes straight in the face of that and really helps to teach people how to take control of your life, how to have the right perspective, and really what are the ways that you should be growing and learning that's going to put yourself in a spot where your life is going to go well. Because otherwise, it's detrimental Absolutely. to your mental health, your physical health. It all is one big idea of you either tackle it. Or it tackles you. It tackles you. you. And right? this is where the sports connection comes in. Mm -hmm. I think this is why so many athletes are attracted to what Sammy and I are talking about is in life and in sports, there is going to be failure. There is going to be obstacles. There are going to be trials. You should start looking at those things, not as bad things, but as opportunities. Mm -hmm. You should look at your trials as good. I have a chance to be better. I have a chance to get sharper. I have a chance to see if I can overcome this particular scenario. And I think what's interesting about sports, I know growing up, Sammy and I, we talked about this before um, we started recording the podcast. One of the things that we learned as youth was what it means to lose, mm -hmm. what it means to win, 
And actually, how do we handle that correctly? Mm -hmm. We learn what it means to sacrifice, to persevere. We learn what it means to um, ultimately have to get to a spot to where we face, for the first time in our lives as kids, pressure. So we had to perform. Oftentimes, it was just maybe mom and dad watching from the stands, or maybe you're in front of your high school and it's a packed crowd. But you've got to get to a point where you're in a position that you've got to make it happen. And so all that hard work that you put in starts coming out. Yep. And uh, I, I just think that's... It's just a natural tie-in with sports, and I'd like to let Sammy ch chime in on this as well, but I think that's why so many of the athletes that we talk to just love sharing those stories yeah. about all those different topics that I just mentioned. Yeah, yeah, it comes down to that common thread of like understanding yourself as well. Um, I know we've had recently Corey Proctor, former Dallas Cowboy on ours, and he, and he was fantastic about talking about it. It's like it really took a chance for him to learn who he was as well as he was growing. And I think in sports, you, you kind of have to always have that in the back of your mind. It's like, who are you? You know you can do it. You're like, you are also impacting the people around you. So, like, if you come to, you know, quote, unquote, work or practice, right, and you come there with the right attitude, the right mindset, um, that's in, that can infect everyone else. And then you can work together and as it, a team. And it can infect them affect them positive or negative, whichever Correct. way you're choosing to do right. it. And like with your example of Corey Proctor, I think it's interesting sometimes when maybe athletes are having to learn who they are through their sport because they, they're going through it at a young age. Like mm -hmm. he's this big offensive lineman, right? right? And so like he's probably always been told he's certain types of per, you know, right. person or whatever, or his role on the field is this or that. But, you know, as you mature and then he becomes a professional, like he probably like, you know, grew up a lot and had to figure that out mm -hmm. at a, in a different way than most people um, who aren't, you know, professional athletes. Right. But that's fascinating to hear guys like that talk about it. You know, yeah. one thing that he mentioned that I thought was really fascinating was he talked about the importance of coaches. Yep. And really, while he was a professional caliber athlete, he needed these coaches to take him to the next level, especially when he got into the NFL. And he realized very quickly that when he was on the practice squad for the Detroit Lions, that he needed a lot of additional help to be able to get him to that next level. Hmm. And I think that translates to our lives outside of the sports world. We all need coaches <laughs> in the key areas of our life. And we talked about this with Corey. We all have blind spots. Oh, yeah. And we have things that, that we don't see about ourselves. And when you can surround yourself with the right people that can help you identify what those blind spots are and then help you to push and persevere ahead of that, it's huge. And yeah. I think, again, it just goes with sports. That's it, the, the coaching, the teamwork, and then having the goals. I mean, when you're playing sports, goals is a big you are yes. focused on where you're going. And I think that, again, that just translates over into every aspect of our lives. Yeah, it's that you don't know what you don't know. Right. And, you know, a lot of us like to think we, we're excelling in this, so we do know it all, right? Mm -hmm. But there is always more. There's always more to learn, um, especially in sports, but in normal life and work and all the things. There's always someone else's perspective that can teach you something Absolutely. to make you better at, at, you know, the piece you're doing. So I also want to talk about, um, you mentioned something a while ago, Sammy, that reminded me of this about bringing a certain attitude like into the locker room or on the field with your teammates. On one of your blog posts, I think on your um, Pursuit of Growth site, you guys had something about Bruce Lee talking about <laughs> yes. uh, yeah. like the best tip ever or something, whatever you guys called it. But it was about doing one more rep, which all goes back to like pushing yourself past plateaus. Um, and this is, you know, sports and fitness and athlete, all these other things too. Um, but it, it made me think about certain athletes like Alex Smith or Dak who mm. face these really big injuries on a huge stage. And how are they going to, like, what is their mindset? How are they going to make a decision to take a baby step and then and then ultimately push themselves past? And thinking about, like, the Dirks and the LeBrons who 
are kind of known for like the gym rat, you know, mm-hmm. thing. Like I'm going to be the first one in, and the I'm going to be the last one, one out yep. and how that rubs off on all of the people around you. Yeah. And, and that blog post actually that Greg wrote that. So I'm going to let him touch on that um, here uh, shortly after my small little answer there. But <laughs> one of the things is that I guess in that same vein was, you know, we talked to some of these athletes to talk, talk about you know, people that are overcoming a lot of adversity, like, you know, Dak and, and Alex Smith. When you hear their stories, like it's that mindset, right? It's, but it's also, they're putting a lot of effort into it as well. But look at the people they have around them. Like they have their champions around them. They have the people that are going to inspire them, motivate them, and they surround themselves with the quality type of people. And I think that's like also coming from a sports background, you know, they have their crew around them. They're going to help uplift them. I think it was Dak like recently. I mean, you look at him, he's, he's on, you know, Instagram and like he's smiling, having fun. Like he's, I think he was like delivering something like, a donation to somebody. Yeah, or, I saw him yeah. serving to-go meals to maybe a homeless shelter or something yeah, recently. Exactly. And and so, like, that's the thing. It's like it... With, I, l- with lots of smiles. Oh, yeah, of yeah, course. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, the and, thing like, about this him, bumps for everybody. And, I mean, he wants to have a full conversation with everybody who walks right. past him. Yeah. Oh, well, this, just this morning, uh, before we started recording this, I was on a, a, a Zoom call with, a, with an artist. And he was born without hands. But he's an amazing, like, fine artist. And he talked about resilience. And I think that goes back into like learning it when he was younger as well. But he had a sports tie-in too. But his whole thing was, and I think kids learn this today too, and and athletes learn this. And I'm sure Dak went through this as well. And so did Alex Smith because he talks about it. Don't deny your feelings of, you know, whenever something bad goes on, Mm -hmm. you know, when something bad happens. We saw Dak with the ankle, right, crying because, you know, he was in that emotional state, right? And everyone, I think the whole stadium watched him and probably like had that same feeling with him. Yeah. But then he. Including he, Jason Garrett. Who everybody, out. right. Everybody, right. So then he like takes that, uses it as motivation. And then now he's going to come back bigger, bigger, better, stronger. Alex Smith, same thing. He wanted to get back on the field. He never denied himself that opportunity to have those feelings. But then he moved past those. Yeah, because so, you do have to process it. Yep. It's and happening to you. you exactly. Know? Yeah. And that was the main thing that we talked about this morning was don't deny it, apply it. And I love that theme. And it like just gave me extra motivation. I, as soon as Greg pulled up in the parking lot, I talked to him about that. I was like, I'm pumped up already. Like, yeah. I want to go do something. Yeah. That's, I mean, yeah, especially with the artist. I mean, that is his life. That is his mm-hmm. circumstance. Mm-hmm. Um, and you, it goes back to how you choose to see that. Yeah. Is it? Is it something that's going to overcome you, or can you figure out a way to overcome it, push yeah. yourself even yeah. farther? You know, growing up, every athlete that I played with or and played against, I think those that always had the competitive advantage were the ones that had it in between their ears. Mm-hmm. It was the mindset, right? I, I'm a believer that the way you think determines the way you feel, the way you feel determines the way you act, and the way you act determines the way you live. So, Okay, it, say that all again one more time. The way you think uh-huh. determines how you feel. How you feel determines how you act, and how you act determines how you live. It okay. all starts in between the, the, the years. And there's a quote that I love that I'm not sure it's been attributed to Henry Ford. I've seen it attributed to Confucius. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but it says, he who says he can't and he who says he can are both right. And I think that's so much when you talk about people that are facing injuries, obstacles, challenges in their life. And I, I love, you know, you alluded to the Bruce Lee blog that we wrote about. Mm-hmm. I actually many years ago bought Bruce Lee's 
uh, I guess it's his workout like journal. Uh-huh. And so it was actually put together by his family and his close friends. And they document all these different ways about how he went to like approach his workout, which is just insane oh, and, and completely motivating. Well, the gentleman that wrote the foreword to the book talked about how he would work out with Bruce Lee. And that Bruce would always challenge him at the end of the workout, hey, let's do one more. Let's do one more. And so after Bruce Lee died, he adopted the saying, every time he worked out, I'm going to do one more for Bruce Lee. And so when I read that, I got so inspired by it that I started telling people. And so when I'm in the gym now or if I'm running or we're doing anything, in my mind, every single day, do one more for Bruce Lee. So it's that mindset of just push yourself a little bit more. A little bit. A little mm-hmm. bit. And that's, I think that goes exactly with these athletes, especially when you get to the professional level. Those guys are sure they're talented. They've got amazing skills, but it's what they've done with them that's taken them to that level. And while they may not say do one more for Bruce Lee, I guarantee you there's a why that's inside their mind that continues to push them. And that's what separates them from the people that have a lot of skills but never quite make it. Yeah, their do one more is probably, I don't know, I think more like a family member who taught them the game. You know, a dad Mm -hmm. or an uncle or somebody like that or a mom who is going through something and raised you. Like we hear that from Dak a lot. You know, those kinds of things where it's a little bit... Like, that's what I picture a lot of these athletes. Like, Jason Witten, we always heard about his family situation, and yep. that pushed him to be a better man on and off the field. And, mm-hmm. you know, those those things that are going on between their ears that pushed them one more rep to right. be a better everything. You know what? I adopted that, and, and, and I am no Bruce Lee by any means, um, <laughs> Yeah, as much as I try. He's being modest. <laughs> right. Um, but my thing was, and, and a coach told me this a long time ago, was never leave on a missed shot. Mm, yeah. So like in basketball, right? You never leave on the missed shot. You, you shoot until you make the last one, and yeah. that can be your last one. I love that. I, I think about that a lot, too. So, Greg, we're similar in that like your baseball was kind of your main love when you were younger. Mine was softball, and so with my dad as a coach, it was always like you can't end on a bad mm-hmm. bobble or missed hit or whatever. And so I was pitching some batting practice to my son's team the other day. And, you know, we do like three, like it's full count scenario. What are you going to do with the next pitch? And mm. if I pitch him a ball, I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> no, I want to give you something you can hit. Like right. I want, I don't want you to walk out of the batting cage on a, what you know, watching a bad ball go past you. Like, no, hold on. Let me get you a strike so you can hit it. I want them to, I want them to feel that like, Ending on mm-hmm. something good that they've done, you know, yep. to build off of that momentum. Yeah. Well, I can remember playing basketball as a kid in the driveway. You know, you start wrapping things up, and it's always like, it's game seven. It's the NBA finals. Uh-huh. I've got the ball. I'm <laughs> going to go around the screen. Shot. Oop, missed it. Guess what? Go back in time. Let's start that over. <laughs> Put Rewind. some more time on the clock. Put some right. more time on the clock. Here we go. And you do it overtime. over and over until you make it. And then you walk up, walk off the court with your hands held yes. high. No yeah. doubt about it. Yes, yeah. that's a beauty. We can write our own, write our own awesome <laughs> sports dreams right. and sports stories. Well, Sammy and Greg, thank you so much um, for coming in here. I feel like there's a lot more we could explore, and maybe we will um, on some future episodes. I like when y'all were talking. I I wrote down Rafa. I'm like, oh. We need to do an episode, two things while we were talking. If you haven't watched the 60 Minutes about Rafael Nadal, like, let's watch it, or let's talk about it. Yes. Um, because he talked, his question was, have the wins done more for you than the losses? That kind of thing, ooh, and, like, such a good topic. I like that. And then your yeah. your throw, Frisco throwbacks. Uh-huh. I'm like, ooh, let's do an episode on throwback uniforms in basketball. Oh, I love it. As, right? a, as oh. a designer, like, a, a background in graphic design yeah. and art, yeah, I would okay. definitely love to talk okay, about that. Okay, so I, we'll lock those in soon nice. and have you guys back in Well, here. we can also share a short story about um, when we po- uh, played against Del Harris. Ooh. His team 
against the Frisco Throwbacks, and okay. things did not go so well. So we learned a valuable lesson oh, in losing. So that okay. may be a tease for next time. Very good tease. Awesome. Well, thanks for coming in, and thank you all for listening to this episode of Hustle and Pro. We'll see you next time.